Number five, lightweight. You're in the top five. Dan Hooker, what's going on, man? How's life? It's good. It's not too bad over here in New Zealand. Bit of a early Christmas holiday, so nothing to complain about. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, now, uh, there was a rapper. He got slapped. You were at the event, UFC 248. Brian Ortega went over there, slapped the rapper, part of Korean Zombies team. You've had your back and forth with the rapper before. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened with that? Nah, nothing, bro. That, that's, a bit of, that's a bit of nothing, to be honest. I just had a couple beers one night. I had no idea who he was. was. I just tweeted, what's a Wale? He got all butt hurt and upset about it. And um, I don't know. I don't know. People, people love this sort of stuff. They love the, they love the internet fights. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he just got a little bit in his ego, right? Because you could, you could not know about him. It's just like he's a rapper, so it's not like he was a fighter. Yeah, he's got good music too. I hear him on the radio. I don't mind, but hey, I'm a fighter. You're a, you're a, you're a show pony, mate. Relax. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I was actually sitting. I was sitting next to them. I was sitting next to them. I didn't even. I didn't see it because we had. Uh, we have like a team prayer out back. Oh. We have like a team prayer out back. So we. I just missed it. Me and Volk. We went out back, and then um, my mate Christian, and then uh, Alex's coach Joe was sitting there, and so they saw it. We missed out. I'm upset that I missed out on the on the slapping because I was right there. Did you feel any vibes, any tension in the area? Nah, I saw Ortega, saw um, uh, Korean Zombie. And Korean Zombie's been talking a bunch of shit to Alex, but it's just like uh, like online stuff. Like, Sohudo talks shit to Alex, and they like, apparently, Sohudo's like messaging Alex, like, hey man, I'm gonna do this. Like, it's fucking, it's not, <laughs> it's not how I do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no like secret DMs in the background, right? Nah, Dan Hooker doesn't secretly DM people like to set stuff up. Like if I'm gonna say something, I'm gonna say it. If I feel like doing it, I'm gonna do it. But yeah, like slapping the slapping the managers a bit, or slapping the slapping the interpreter when the pro mm. fighter's sitting there. Like he should have he should have done it when Zombie was sitting there. That's all I'm saying. He lost some street cred, probably. Nah, it was only a slap. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. It's only it's only a little slap. That's um, it was no punch. If we would have punched him, I think it would have been a different story. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, he would have he would have probably sued him. And I'd I'd see that coming, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even because New Zealand, you can't. No one can sue anyone. People can just go around slapping. If you don't get, you get in trouble by the cops, but you ain't gonna get sued. So I've never been. I've never been that worried about it, but when I'm in America, I'm thinking like, if I slap you, can you take all my money? Like, I'm not sure that, how the system works. Someone needs to explain that to me. Hesitant to slap. I'm hesitant to slap stateside. What's the story? Well, it's a suing culture. If you go there and you watch TV, there's so many commercials out there like, have you been wronged? Have you been... Did somebody do something wrong to you? You know, I, I'm the man for the job and these lawyers are out there ready to sue everybody for everything. Madness. Yeah, or when I was in uh, Denver, yeah, you'd watch TV and it's like, have you been in a car accident? <laughs> I'm going to get you some money. I was like, that's not how it works over here. You just get in a car accident and then <laughs> that's it. No one gets any money. Yeah, you'd let the insurance company take care of all of that. 
it's your one option. Uh, I was looking at New Zealand, and there's there's these levels of of lockdown that you guys have. It's like a protocol. Mm. Can you explain that? Um, so when it all came down and that got put in place, like it was on level two, which is like um, like keep distance from people, like all different guidelines. And then we went like a couple of days later, or like three or four days later, we went straight to level four, which is like a full lockdown. So we last Thursday, New Zealand, um, we pretty much went into like a full lockdown, which is all non-essential businesses are shut down. So my gym got all shut down. We closed the doors. CKB had already shut. Um, but yeah, pretty much you're supposed to stay in your house and only go out to, you know, you can only go out to exercise and keep your distance. Um, you're not allowed to travel, you know, more than like you're not allowed to drive to the beach and exercise. Like you have to exercise like immediately around your house or, or stay in your house. So it's pretty, it's been pretty strict here for a while. So for yourself, are you training at home or are you just taking this time to just relax and spend time with family? Probably don't just relax. That's, um, I think it's, uh, it's like in your nature, like you're going to, you're going to find a way, you know, um, I think when it comes out of this, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna separate a lot of fighters, um, the guys that did relax and the guys that did take their time off. So like time will tell. Yeah, I honestly think you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to tell from social media who's who's gonna be ready to go and who's not gonna be ready to go. Um, you just kind of have to like wait and see. I'm sure the guys that are putting up all the exercise videos and workout videos are not gonna be the guys that are gonna be 100% fit and ready to go. I think. You can do whatever you want on social media. That's like, well, I saw the funniest thing. I was at the park with my wife um, a couple of days ago, and there were two ladies, like middle-aged ladies, like uh, like 40 years old, 30 years old, and they were they were just walking, like sloppily, like walking along. And then one of them takes a jump off and hands her friend the phone, and then just starts jogging, like starts running along. Another one records it for about 20 seconds, and then they then they then they switch it over. They pass the they pass the phone. The other one takes her jump off, goes for a little jog, then they hand the phone back, and they both like just slowly walk off. And I was like, that's the funniest. Like that's the that's the epitome of social media. That explains it perfectly. Like all these people were like, yeah, I'm working out, getting this session in. Are you really like you can turn a camera on and get a get a quick video for 20, 30 seconds, but you know. Going and running for an hour, hour and a half, doing sprints, doing this, doing that, making it work when when it is hard to get motivation like that, that's going to separate the guys. Yeah, I was talking to another fighter that actually has a fight coming up and he was saying the same thing. It's like a lot of guys say this and say that and, and pretend to be doing things, but really you don't know until the fights actually start kicking back up to see who has been training at home. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're going to see like... We're gonna see, cause no one, no one's got the answers. Like, like he says, he's got a fight coming up. Does he? Like, no one really knows. Like, nothing, nothing is, nothing is set in a, set in stone. You know, um, I haven't heard anything from you. Like, no one's hearing anything because because no one knows. Uh, no one has any answers at this point about a date when this is all gonna get back to action. All right. Well, UFC two forty nine supposed to happen soon you know habib came out and uh he has uh pulled out of the event (laughs) hey a lot of you know like this has happened i think this happened yesterday so a lot of things a lot of people in the media a lot of fans reacting seems like 
Habib's getting a lot of backlash from not actually uh, fighters, but from the fans. What do you think about that? Um, you know, a lot of people like that's just a lot of people want to see the fight. But main, I don't, I can't speak for any other different countries, but mainstream media over here is like shut all events down, like no events. Um, you're putting you're putting lives at risk, like especially. I guess it's just what region you're from and what media what media you're getting at the time. Like you look at American media and you got the two, you know, Dana saying he doesn't care, he's gonna throw fights on. Like let's go, it doesn't matter. Like we're just gonna push through this. It's just a flu. Their president saying yeah, this is just a flu. Like let's go, let's go, pushing. And it's it's obviously not, but the way that it's been portrayed here in New Zealand and and with our Prime Minister, this is a serious situation and things are getting shut right down. So from where I'm sitting, I I was amazed that he was still going to push through with the event and, and try to get it done um, under the circumstances because globally, like, it's it looks impossible. Yeah, it's, it does look impossible. And, and, even, and you got a lot of guys coming from, you know, other countries and there's travel bans in place and... and two-week mm-hmm. quarantine regulations so it's like mm. who's gonna fight but it seems like ferguson's ready to fight he he's like hey if habib's not gonna fight i'm gonna fight somebody but at the same yeah, time is it like, smart to fight somebody else it's it's hard to tell like because uh let's say a guy like tony has a super small camp like his camp it appears like it's not that many people it's like super small and he does a lot of the stuff um by himself with a with a with a handful of training partners. So his camp doesn't look like it would be affected that much, you know, but then you look at Khabib's camp. I'm not surprised he withdrew from the fight. You know, the way things are going in California, the the reports leading into that is that he was going to the gym. Like it was illegal to have more than one person in the gym. So he can't even have his coach in there holding pads for him. What was he going to be doing in the gym? What's he going to be running around in circles and doing push-ups and shit? Like, that's not how you prepare for a UFC fight. Like, it got to the point where I was just like, do you want to see it under these circumstances? Do you want to see it when guys haven't been trained? And Khabib is not the type of guy to fight um, at, like, half prepared or, or half measured. And you can see that throughout his career, unless he's um, motivated, unless he's fit, unless he's healthy. There's no reason to fight. And he has the golden ticket. The golden ticket's the belt. They they have to... You can do whatever you want when you have the belt. You get to dictate when and where you fight. Um, same thing with Volk. And they're still teasing UFC Perth. And he's just like, come down and said, like, look, I'm not training at the level that I need to be training at. I'm awake. Because you have the belt. They have to come. That that paycheck is always going to be there um, as long as you have that golden ticket. So I'm not surprised that the champions are waiting this out and, and seeing how things play out. But there'll be a lot of fighters that are hungry to fight because that's a bunch of cards that have been pushed back. That's a lot of fighters without a paycheck, which they perhaps were relying on. So it's going to be... It's going to be interesting times. Ferguson, he comes out, he's like, hey, man, you need to strip Habib of his belt. Is that, That's kind of ridiculous in many ways, right? Nah, they can't strip. They can't strip. That's terrible. That's terrible PR to, to strip a champ 
because of a global pandemic and travel bans. Well, you're supposed to leave a country you can't leave, be quarantined for two weeks, fight in an undisclosed location, fly back into a country which you can't get back into, and then quarantine for another two weeks. This is going to be... I, I feel like this is going to be what it's going to be like for like the next... Even when these cards start getting put together and we start getting fights ahead, we're going to have to go to these places like two weeks earlier and be quarantined with our teams. And then we're going to have to come back. And when we get back in here, we're going to have to quarantine for another two weeks. So then a fight is going to take like a single fight, 15 minutes, 25 minutes. It's going to take a month of your life, which is you already put three months into the training camp. Another month just in this bullshit you know that's that's four months of your life for for a single fight also it's a a massive financial burden for everybody especially the fighters yeah it's a massive this is a massive financial burden for just everyone i don't think fighters are in a different position um it's gonna come down to to who can balance their checkbook and who can't. That's what it's going to come down to. Who looked after their finances? And that doesn't matter if you're a plumber, an electrician, a builder. If you're shit with money, you're going to have no money. It's the same with fighters. There are going to be some fighters that are shit with money and there's going to be some fighters that aren't and have got um, everything in order. So I think it's it's not that's not a fighter-specific problem. That's a, that's a global issue. Now, you are sitting at number five. You know, there's Habib. Ferguson, Gaethje, and and then you got Connor. Come on, Connor at number three. Like I'm, I'm a guy that thinks that Connor shouldn't even be ranked. What do you think of that number three spot? Nah, nah, come on, my guy. You don't think that, do you? I think, it, but he fought as good for the welterweight good for the division, right? Like people, yeah. they, they had a lightweight fight at 170. That's just what we all walk around, <laughs> and that's fine. I got no, I got no issue with that. Anyone wants to fight at 170, we can fight at 170. I got no problem with that. Um, ah, it's good for the division. Like you're talking to to your average show off the street, like barely knows what the UFC is altogether. You know what I mean? Um, and you say, oh, what division? You say Conor McGregor's division, or Dan fights in Conor McGregor's division. They're oh wow, like their eyes are open. So he's good for the division. That's the biggest name in the sport, like at a um, like it or not, that's the biggest name guy in the sport. Um, it's good that he's in the division. He brings a lot of eyes to the division. It's an already exciting division, but he just adds adds those those extra eyes. So the rankings are basically for the the casuals, you think mostly? Nah, the like the rankings are for the rankings are good. I like the rankings. Um, it gives it gives people a, a clear picture. It was just a bit muddled. It's the same thing as you have um, any sporting competition. You know, you, you get points every week and your team moves up the ladder, moves down the ladder. The higher up the ladder, the more excited the people get. It's the same thing with fighters. The higher up the ladder you can go, the more excited people um, know they can get about your career. You're in a position now where guys are targeting you. You know, you got guys like Jakar Close that he could take you out. You know, guys lower in the rankings. So Man, you, this is the position that. you always wanted to be in, that. right? I didn't even see that. I didn't even <laughs> see that Jakar Close one. Like, I was sitting there watching his fight. 
with Benil Darius. I had no idea he had, like, said that. I hadn't even seen the guy, but I was there. And then for him to get, like, it wasn't until I was back in New Zealand. They were like, oh, did you see, like, someone someone mentioned it to me at the gym. And I was like, no shit. Showed me the, showed me what he said. And I was like, my guy, like, you weren't even just doing it for attention. Like, that's complete disrespect. You got to eat them words. They come up pretty easy. They come up pretty slick. But they go down, they go down like, uh, like cold vomit, my friend. Another guy, Dustin Poirier. You know, you you agreed to fight him at UFC San Diego, but I think today they put down the the ruling that every show in California is shut down. So basically, San Diego is shut down. They're probably gonna find a new location if they can. Will you think they should just bring it to New Zealand again? Do you think that's the that's the right <laughs> move? <laughs> Bro, the way we going over here ain't nothing. Ain't nothing getting done over here. It's um, nah. Our, our government at the moment over here is um, like super strict. I doubt. I doubt anything's getting across the line over here. And no so, foreigner. No one can come in. Border shut. Yeah, like everywhere. Almost everywhere it is shut. Or at least if you're coming from certain countries, it's it's shut down. Then like, what's your schedule every day in this lockdown era? I don't want to. I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's nah, illegal. Get up, wake up, wake up, train, rest, train, come home, and family time. Family time, for sure. There's a lot of family time, so I, I, I'm quite enjoying, it. quite enjoying the um, more more family time, more time with my daughter than than usual. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Like in in a lot of ways, I think a lot of people are using this to to reset themselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Every fighter's got injuries. Every fighter's got niggles. Every fighter's got um, things. Um, you need fighters are not, or me. I can speak for myself. I'm, I can't can't like take time off. Like time, time like I cannot physically. Take time off. I'm the only times I've ever had time off is when I cannot train, when I have like such a severe injury that I cannot physically train, or I'm so sick I cannot physically train. So this is another one of those positions where you cannot fight. You know, you cannot go to these big sparring sessions. You can't push things real hard. You can't like you're gonna have to have to refuel that that inner motivation. Because everyone can be motivated for for a short period of time, but maintaining motivation over a longer period of time is is something that's incredible, uh, incredibly different. So it's going to be when this all kicks back off, it's going to be exciting times because you're going to see um, everyone's going to be extremely motivated. Um, I think there's going to be some some incredible fights when things can kick, kick back into action. You are a gym owner, so you got a lot of guys that you train and, and just customers that you train, and they look up to you. The community in New Zealand looks up to City Kickboxing. There's a lot of kids that look up to you, Israel, and, and Kai, and everybody at the gym, basically. And then you got a guy, that one of the biggest names in the sport, John Jones. You know, he gets keeps getting arrested, and, and I'm pretty sure the kids, they know that, right? They're watching the MMA news. What do you tell these kids or these people that look up to you, the up-and-coming guys? Like, when the, when the biggest guy in the sport, one of the biggest guys in the sport is getting arrested, but nothing really happens to him. Um, 
that's that's incredibly different being uh, an American-based fighter. Um, that's something that younger fighters from other regions of the world need to understand, is that if you were do, to do one of the myriad of things that John Jones has done, um, you won't get a visa in the U.S. So your fighting career dies then and there. The UFC is not going to sign a guy that can't fight stateside. You get a drunk driving charge, you can't travel to the U.S. and, and get a visa and fight. Well, then that's your career. So one, one small thing, um, being an international fighter can cost you an entire career. But these young guys, uh, from experience, the young guys I have at the gym, my young fighters, you can tell them whatever you want to tell them. You can tell them to do this, do this, but they're going to follow, they're going to, they're going to follow your example. You set a good example. You set a strong example. They will copy what you do. If you're out acting like a clown and getting yourself into trouble, they will, they will copy you. They will, they will, um, just mimic exactly how you act. So you have to, you have to be aware of that. So I think just being aware that they're going to do what you do, not do what you say. For you, are you just set on Dustin Poirier? Or do you feel like there's other fights that you can take in that division? It just depends on how it works out in the next couple of months with the pandemic. I hope Tony and Gagey fight. I hope, I hope they... Um, I hope that fight, they, they, clear, they clear up one of the next contenders for the bout. So if I'm putting myself, um, you know, top five, you're, you're, posi- you're now jockeying for a title shot and positioning for a title shot. I think Dustin was the last guy to fight for the bout. You, you, you follow that to the title. You, fight the, you beat the last guy that fought for the bout, that puts you next in line for a title shot. But it's just interesting in the lightweight division with Conor McGregor there, he can, he can kind of dictate that whenever he wants to come back. So I would love it if Gagey and Tony fight. That, that's going to that's gonna clear up um, one more spot for sure. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure they offered Gagey the fight, but I haven't heard anything from Gagey's team if he accepted the fight or not. But from, what, from his past, he never really takes short-notice fights, so I doubt that mm-hmm. unless, unless there's a big payday or there's a title or something on the line. Should they put a title on the line? Yeah, it's such a big fight. Like the Tony, the Tony, um, what they've been doing is giving guys heads up. And it's he's a dominance guy, right? Gagey's a dominance guy. Khabib's a dominance guy. They have the same, they have the same manager. So whether or not, whether or not he had, Ali had more forewarning of this than everyone else. And he, he may have gave. Gagey the heads up because he's not known as a short guy, uh, short notice guy, and he's come out and said that he needs a full twelve week camp um, if he's going to get in there and throw down. So, which I can understand. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he's known known a little bit longer than everyone else is known. You manage yourself, right? Self. That's very interesting. Managed. Self managed yes. is very interesting that you. You're a top five guy, and I don't think any other top five guy in any division manages themselves. It's it's interesting. Like I, you look at Justin Gaethje. I've heard that his managers have gotten fights and they've turned down fights without he, him even knowing that those fights were offered. And he's admitted mm. that in interviews. For yourself, it's like everything comes directly to you. So it's like you've built this great relationship 
directly with the matchmakers, right? It's business. It's a business relationship. I wouldn't say. Um, That's what I mean. It's business. I mean. Yeah, mm. like it's a it's an amicable amicable business relationship with the UFC. Um, it's just something that I've done my whole career. You know, I I ended up messaging the matchmakers, got myself a shot inside of the UFC, and it's just continued. I, I'm pretty hands on. Like I always wanted to see, and I always knew that I would be a coach after I was done fighting. So I, I, for myself, wanted to know the ins and outs of the entire business. I felt like if I was handing the reins of that off to a manager and then I trained up a bunch of young champions, I wanted to get them inside of the UFC. I wanted to build them as um, future superstars in the UFC. I wanted to know how it's done. I wanted to know the ins and outs of the business. I, I didn't want to get them to the UFC and then have to hand the reins over to some pen pusher who's taken... 10, 20% for what? For what? For forwarding emails and no shit. That's all it is. Like they just forward emails. Like it's really no rockets. I don't know why more guys don't manage themselves. If you're asking me, it's forwarding emails. It's really just, I don't know. They want to put like a buffer in, in negotiating between themselves and um, the matchmakers because I don't know, maybe they don't like that kind of stuff so much, but I've always felt like I've got a, a fair shake. If I wanted more, I would ask for more. If I'm, and I'm not um, naive to the industry. I just, I just, I just want what the next guy's getting. I don't want, I don't want um, Conor McGregor money. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking for too much. I just want what the guy next to me is getting. What the guy who's just in front of me is getting. What the guy just behind, like. As long as I'm getting that, I'm 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 a happy man. Definitely, man. Uh, you have been very successful, man, with with the way that you've ran your career, and and I'm very impressed by how you did it all on your own. And I think a lot of fighters, if they should do that, I don't I don't know, I don't know why they don't, but I think they should. Mm. Managers might not like that. They might not like me <laughs> saying that, you know, because uh, I have to deal with managers fight. myself to get interviews, they but still. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know there's a lot of fighters that are not. I didn't even get to it because I was more like business minded. I just knew from from more more from a coaching aspect. Um, it was yeah entirely more from from a coaching perspective as um, from the from a business side of things. Like I want the best deal. I want blah 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 blah. Um, I just wanted to know the ins and outs of the entire industry so then i could pass that on to my fighters well no doubt man dan man appreciate the time man uh it's great speaking with you catching up and and i'm glad you your family is safe and you're still training and and i'm i can't wait to see you uh get back in there and, and compete allegedly oh allegedly allegedly <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but i can't wait to see you back in there man and uh compete and see what what we can see from you in your next fight, man, because it seems like every fight is just like a different layer is being peeled off and, and it's wonderful to see. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the time.